0: Welcome back to the In Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is Mikey Breslin. Hello. And David Harris, aka Dyson Fury. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Oh, I so, can't believe you've gone with that one. <laughs> so, what's the In Around Podcast all about? Well, every week, three friends get together and they discuss and debate the world of football. Now, Premier League, over, done and dusted. It came back. And. Um, sort of, in some aspects, limp to a finish, but it was a really exciting last day with Champion League places decided on a basis of singular games and relegations decided by singular points. We're going to get to all of that because this is our end-of-season review. Now, if you're new to the podcast, on the second episode of the Year round podcast, we um, did mid-season grades for the, every team in the league in which we went alphabetically, and we discussed and debated how every team went, how every team did. And we gave him a grade of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, U. Not that far down, but you know what I mean. Um, and we're going to do the same today and we're just going to sort of have a chat about how we think every team's gone. But before all of that, I know I usually ask the two of you how you are. But Dave, you are ecstatic because your nemesis, Eddie Howe, finally relegated from the Premier League. Talk me how you feel, Dave. Come what? on, talk to me. Just like to point out again, I don't have
1: any problems with Eddie Howe. You keep billing it like me and him are about to have some boxing match. That's his job.
0: Viewers, as Dave calls you, you can't actually see Dave's room, but in the background is a dartboard with a picture of Eddie Howe on it. (laughs) I want you to take everything you say with a massive pinch of salt.
1: Well, I mean, it's one of those seasons where I think everyone, every season Bournemouth were up, thought that this could happen where they could end up going down. Every season, Eddie Howe kept them up. Felt like an overachievement, really. But this season, their recruitment was wrong. The style of football was one-dimensional. Uh, he was unlucky with injuries, but that's also down to the fact he had no squad rotation because of poor signings. I just... They couldn't score. They couldn't defend. What What could they do, Well, Get, apart from sell out their ground that holds no one. But who can't do that
0: in the Premier League? Did they, did they do anything right this year? <laughs> so, um, we're going alphabetically. And the first team up is AFC Bournemouth. Um, <laughs> who, as Dave says, had a pretty terrible season. 18th with 34 points in the end, going down by a point. Um, yeah. So, when you think of Bournemouth, you think of a uh, free-flowing football lot Lots of goals. Josh King performing well. Carolyn Wilson. These are the people who have to. These are the people who have to play well to um, for Bournemouth to stay up. And when you think of Bournemouth and you think about a club coming up and establishing themselves in the top flight, using a mixture of the players that got them there um, and adding to that squad um, with some decent signings, but. As you said, the recruitment this year was a massive problem. Mike, if you were going to pinpoint one thing that massively went wrong for Bournemouth this year, what would it be for you?
2: Uh, probably injuries. Yeah. They've had some key players, including some of their signings, out for most of the season. Brooks being probably the major one. Um, Dan Juneau was out as well, which I don't yeah, they seem to be high on Dan Juno. I've, I've not seen too much of him myself, but um, yeah, Brooks being the main one, I think. Yeah, Bournemouth always have a small squad. They'd obviously added a few to it over the summer, which a lot of them didn't work anyway.
1: Weird, weird but when you,
2: Yeah, when you're low on numbers, as it is, you need injuries to go your way, and they really didn't for Bournemouth this year.
0: I think, I think there's a in the whole if the post-mortem of Bournemouth season. I think a lot of it has to be made of David Brooks missing, being missing because yeah, I know he's a young player. He's a
1: great player. But
0: you, you watched him last year and he played he played with like a maturity beyond his years. He was really good. He was a contender for young player of the year, I thought. Um, he was one of those players. Every time I turned on Match of the Day, he was absolutely playing out of his skin. Um, it's a bit of a difficult one with Bournemouth because I think with with the... Podcast like this, you kind of got to talk about the expectations as well. Um, and for Bournemouth, I know Dave said they're punching above their weight, but I don't know. I had expectations that they would survive com- comfortably. Um, Dave? Yeah, I mean, talking
1: of um, just like injuries hindering them as well, I think the whole Ryan Fraser situation probably yeah. didn't help. He was one of their best, better players the season before um and to have a player of who had become so integral to your team suddenly basically be like i don't actually want to be here anymore you're sort of in that predicament of do you play him and hope that he performs knowing that he's off anyway or do you try and try and play other players that are going to be around and even then you i mean i guess only those players in any home know what the how that affected the changing room but i'm sure it would have had some effect and on the rest of the team.
0: Mm. Yeah, um, I think Bournemouth, like, and we're going to probably talk about this like, with a couple of other teams as well, is that their form started to decline last year quite drastically towards the tail end of the season. And it almost, at the start of this season, you looked at it and you thought, they started quite well and you thought to yourself, their losses you could understand and they were picking up some decent victories and you had Harry Wilson playing where you had... King and the other Wilson scoring goals and you thought to yourself, well, Eddie Howe's going to be fine. They're going to score enough goals to stay up and they're not going to set anything alight, but they get six points off Chelsea every year. So that'll be, that'll be fine. But it's all sort of come crashing down. And I guess the question I'm asking the two of you is, were you expect- are we dealing with too high expectations for a club the size of Bournemouth? Or do you think the fact that they're so established or were so established in the league means that we should perhaps have higher expectations. Mike?
2: Yeah, I mean, I had them like you. I think I had them staying up probably 14th, fish maybe. Would yeah. In my, would have been where I'd have thought they'd have finished. Um, maybe that is slightly too high because, as we said on the second episode, Bournemouth are always punching above their weight, being in the Premier League. So maybe we got a bit of ahead of ourselves. They've they've got to have so much go right for them every year stay in this league Mm -hmm. this year a couple of things injuries uh, a goal line decision a few weeks ago have gone against them Um, I I still would in my opinion say it's it's not a good a poor season obviously it ends in relegation so that's clear but I think that was below par
0: yeah
1: Dave well, they're on about suing Hawkeye. I'd, I'd be suing Dominic Solanke for not hitting the barn door all season. Personally,
0: he was good since the that.
1: <laughs> Crucially, horrendous for the entire of the time before that.
0: Yeah, I think I think Dominic Solanke is a misfire on your. Um, I mean, you're attacking things. However, I can't. Like Josh King scoring a god knows how many goals last year, falling off a cliff after he was denied his move to Manchester in the January window. That's that's the problem. That's the problem for Bournemouth is the people you expected to score the goals, not Dominic Solanke, just didn't score the goals in the second half of the season.
2: Yeah, Wilson and King do tend to be pretty streaky. Yeah. Um, Wilson's always been streaky. Yeah, Wilson in particular. I think he scored quite a few early on in the season and then pretty much just stopped scoring. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's,
2: he's probably sat on eight for the rest of the season. I don't know how many he actually finished. He yet. only
1: got seven this season.
2: Well, there you go. Him and Harry me.
1: Wilson joint top scorers with seven each.
2: Yeah, that's not going to get you very far, is it?
1: No, I I just can't get over the window that they the players they signed. Really, like, uh, they bought James Justin. No, not James Justin. Jack Stacey from Luton. And really, the only player you wanted to be signing from Luton was James Justin. He went to Leicester. So they're playing a guy who's played League One and trying to throw him into the prime. Lloyd Kelly, he was injured, but thirteen million is a lot of money for Bournemouth to put on basically an unproven fallback. Just strange. Philip Billing, who'd never really stood out in a poor Huddersfield team. Don't know. Don't know what the logic but,
0: was. Paul, in that. I, I tell you the the logic between behind Kelly is that if you look at Howe's record, he's got they've got a record of buying and developing. That's your record. If he's shown promise and you think he could cut it, you get him into Eddie Howe's hands and he can coach him. That's what Bournemouth do. And to be fair to their credit, that's what that's what they have done successfully for years.
1: I guess it's just uh, bringing in the left back to try and replace Charlie Daniels. She's 32, 33. Surely you want someone with a little bit more experience so you can sort of put them, put them straight in, I guess.
2: Ideally, but you're going to struggle to find that value. Whereas yeah. if you can if you he, can develop a guy like Kelly, you can sell him on to his big Club for a profit, and that's what a team like Bournemouth have to do because they can't generate much yeah. money. Oh, but, well, yeah.
0: but here's my thing, and it'll come up when we talk about Norwich as well, is people are slating Norwich for the Drimich signing for as backup to Pookie. But if Tottenham Hotspur are having problems finding a backup to Kane, a good backup for Kane, what chance do the Norwich Norwich have? Of getting one, watch If Chelsea is struggling to find a first-choice left back, how, in such a depleted left-back market, how are these lower clubs down, lower down the league, supposed to find these left backs if they're not looking for promising youngsters in the lower divisions? So I, I feel like I feel like bashing them for that level of recruitment. Those are the ones that are silly when you've actually seen them for a bit. It's the ones like the, the Ibes the yeah, Salanki, the ones who, just because they're signing them from Liverpool, it feels like they it doesn't really work out. Like, they never showed anything. There's a reason Dominic Solanke barely played for Liverpool and Chelsea. And there's a reason that he didn't perform out on loan at Tess. There's a reason. He's a youth team striker. He's he's not great. And the same with Jaw Naib. So, I think those are the ones to bash him in, less the Kelly ones. But um, we are... Course going a bit long in the tooth on AFC Bournemouth. Um, Dave, you can go first. What great right. give them, um, and why
2: are we saying that hmm. C is, um, is like a par,
0: C is average, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them like an E because, like, yes, they went down, but they did have a lot of injuries, there's no getting away from that, and at least. They were competitive. Like they were relegated on the final day. It's not like they went down with a whimper, and well, yeah, obviously injuries were a huge factor yeah. in it. So obviously, I'm going to have to give them like an E for going down. But it's not. It's not like a U season. It's not a total yeah. catastrophe. Um. So yeah, I'm going to give them an E. Yeah. Um. Mike. Yeah,
2: I'll go for a D just because I think they were. Slightly below where I thought they were going to be. Yeah. Ended up relegated. So it's D for me.
0: Yeah, D for me too, because I think for exactly the reasons you've stated, just and also the, I think, I don't think it'd be understated how bad the injuries were. And for a team as small as Bournemouth, that you can't survive one of your best players going down for almost the entire season. You just can't survive that. Um, okay. And the next team is Arsenal. The Arsenal. The Arsenal. Um, Incredibly disappointing season, finishing eighth with fifty-six points, although only ten points off the Champions League. Um massive improvements since Arteta came in, and I guess you've got a bit more to be positive about. I suppose I should mention at this point that this podcast is only focusing on the Premier League performances. So Arsenal's run to the FA Cup final um, doesn't count for them and it doesn't count for it doesn't count against them that they got knocked out by Olympiakos in Europa League, for example. Um I think when we did this originally we gave them a U. Um, yes we did. I think they were I think they were one of two North London clubs we were particularly harsh on. Um although they have this improvement, I think football's one of those weird sports where it's what have you done for me lately rather than remembering the whole season. Um yeah. I think it's worth pointing out how abysmal they were Bad. at the start of the season, Dave. Yeah,
1: at the start of the season. God, they it was something that I never expected to see from a team of well, even the stature of Arsenal, let alone the, the level of the players. They just looked lost every game, they're a total, total mess. They have obviously improved, um, and obviously people are more optimistic with how they've improved under Arteta. And you know, as you'd say. I'd say fair enough. Arsenal fans have something to look forward to next season. It's definitely ended with a bit more promise. However, you, as you say, well, you can't move away from how awful they were at the start. So it's important to look at the season as a whole and not not how they ended up sort of redeeming themselves to some extent. Um, I, it's just it's just a weird season, really. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not going to give them a year like before, but I just, I just think that obviously the season for Arsenal is still still a fail. There's no European football from the Premier League at least.
0: No, um, Brez, how do you feel about them now? Because me, I know me and you have been very complimentary about the job that Arteta's done since he's come in, and does does that sort of colour your decision making, or are you a bit like me and Dave where you're thinking, oh that The Lundberg years, as we'll call that middle bit, was just so abject that you can't really give them anything particularly high.
2: Yeah, I mean, they were just horrible, Mm. pretty much, uh, up until comfortably after Christmas, really. Um, I am a lot more positive about Arsenal for next season. They've obviously got got to the FA Cup final. I know that's not relevant here. Um, But arteta has been very good. I like the way he handled the Gwendozi situation.
0: Yeah, He's me too. Pretty
2: much just left him out in the cold. He's going to move on. They need a few signings. They need to get rid of a few players. It sounds like they're going to try their best to do that uh, yep. in the transfer window. So yeah, a lot to be positive about if you are an Arsenal fan, which is probably weird hearing us say that.
0: <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, it's still eighth place, which for Arsenal is. Just unacceptable really.
0: What did Right, so Arsenal's let's look at Arsenal's summer window quickly. Is they bought Kieran Tierney, fixed the prob fixed which is a bit of a weird one because it was in addition to a defence that you'd say fullback was not the not as weak as their an area as they were dealing with as central defenders were. Um and then
2: Well they they had a good right back. Well they still yeah. had a good right back. And, but the left back wasn't great. But no, they had natural. Need...
0: They had natural Monreal, didn't they? Didn't they let yeah. him go in the window? And he was still okay. But Kieran Tierney looks a good player. That's what I'm going to say. And he also has had a lot of injury problems this season. But my thing is, what well, the reason I mentioned the window is, they bought. They also bought Pepe, who for a lot of money showed a lot of promise. They made a a signing of David Luiz, who although we've not had a good season at all, not at all. I mean, in fact, David Luiz is... Given away more penalties in season than like five teams in the league. That being said, that was an area where you'd pinpoint them for perhaps improving the team in an area they needed to be improved. My question for you is: after that summer window, what were your expectations for Arsenal this season, Dave? Just wanted to point out as well. I know
1: some of the transfers may be a little bit questionable. They did, however, bring in Martinelli for six million, which might be one of the best signings we'll see for a long time. In my opinion, he looks brilliant for six million. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know they bought him. That's wild. Yeah, he's six million. He looks um, okay. He looks but, pretty good. Yeah, he looks okay. I,
0: I, I like.
2: I think he's good. He's gonna
0: I, be good. I, I think he's gonna be good, but I, I,
1: I'm. I'm less I'm not. More. I'm not saying that suddenly made me think that <laughs> that window was great. I've, yeah. Obviously, Pepe came off the back of a brilliant season. So, him and Tierney, I'd say, out of those signings, you'd be pretty excited about.
0: Yeah, yeah. But so that's what I'm asking is because they in the summer they plugged holes. They get you got a short, a short like option in the middle, which probably you would have thought to yourself, Arsenal going to be better defensively this year. What I'm asking is, did they're not been champions league quality for a couple of years now but as we'll come into later there are a lot of teams going through transition here did we expect should have we expected way more than arsenal should we have expected them to be 4th or 5th or are we expecting them to be 6th or 7th because when you're given out a grade that's the important thing is the expectations we had for them at the start of the season so i'm asking what what were your personal expectations of arsenal this season
2: I'd have said fifth, sixth. Yeah, same. That's where I would have thought. I don't. I don't think they've got. They had Champions League quality, despite some of the quality they have going forward.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The, their defense still worried me, and even in central midfield, that was still a concern for me going into the season. Mm. They had the weird Xhaka thing. Gwendozi's on his bike now, so that would still worry me a bit going into next season.
0: Um yeah. but
2: yeah, so I think they're probably slightly below
0: par. Yeah. I feel that I feel that discussing Arsenal is probably worth mentioning that they've been almost carried by an outrageous season from Aubameyang, He's been finishing his chances way above what he should be. Yeah. Um and to be honest, if you actually look at the XG against and four for Arsenal, it's been better both ways for them than they could have expected. Um so this season could have been way worse. Um Pushing you for a grade? What are you saying then?
1: Mm, I think I would give them like a D minus.
0: Oh, get a great oh, Give come them a... on, no. You, minuses. I want a no. I want a full letter. Come on, son.
1: Okay, full letter. I'm gonna have to go for yeah. I'd say I'd say an E just for the fact that they've not they've not got European football through league position. Um, and the way that they started, I I can't look past that. I can't pretend that they were only just below expectations when, for a good portion of the season, they were totally, well, they were a catastrophe, to be honest. So I'm going to give them an E. I've got a D again.
2: I'm I, going
1: I think, D again. I, I think they were just oh, a bit below. Oh, here it is. The, we'll pick what grade Dave doesn't. <laughs> no, is back.
2: I already had. I already had a D. That's what I was going to pick. No, I think. Um, that's what I thought you were going to pick, but then you changed. To an I e. think I
1: was going to pick D, and then I realized how awful they were with Emery. Yeah, and I, yeah, got
0: numb flashbacks. Yeah, they were bad, but there's a lot. Again, like Mike says, there's a lot of positives second season. Pepe's been Pepe's coming good at the end. They're going in the right way under Arteta. They they are eighth with 56 points. They're not too far away from the teams around them. So as bad as that start was, and I do think they're slightly under par, I don't think they are massively under par. So I'm going for a D as well. Now, got to talk about Aston Villa next. It was 17th with 35 points after a 1-1 draw with West Ham. Now, before we did this podcast, I said to the two of you that I think that Aston Villa are way worse than both Bournemouth and Watford. And... I'm going to start with this one, and I'm going to tell you a couple of things about Aston Villa. I've seen them a lot this season. They're one of the worst set-up defensive teams I've ever seen. They're one of the worst set-up midfield teams I've ever seen. For a coach like Smith, who comes in with a style, to have his team so just... Not having a clue of what they're doing when they're out there was absolutely ridiculous for most of the season. They've got John Terry as a coach. He hasn't coached them how to defend set pieces at all. They're dreadful from set pieces. They come into the season thinking that they... You came into the season thinking they spent a lot of money, they might be good. Right, they've had one good player all season, and that's Jack Grealish. Now, like the others, John McGinn was injured. He's a good player. And he was injured for most of the season, which, of course, is a massive problem for them. But of the other players you'd expect to be good, Tyrone Mings, you'd think maybe Wesley's going to give you something. you think maybe Douglas Luiz will give you something, although after the restart, he played well. And they were shite. They were all season. Villa didn't have a single good player that wasn't Jack Grealish. There was times where you looked out there and you looked at Jack Grealish and you thought to yourself, get this lad on a beach because he just needs a rest. It's It was ridiculous. They put no pressure on the ball midfield. They didn't defend they put no pressure at the ball at the pitch. They just let people bypass the midfield all the time and attack the centre-halves. It was abject. And the fact they're still in the Premier League, gross. I'm giving them a U. You. U. You a U? Well, they're having they are. God, even should I, should I was only going to give wow.
1: them like a D.
0: They should be bad. They should be down. They are awful. They're a dreadful team. They're I dreadful find Villa
2: team. really hard to grade.
0: They spent, they yeah, spent the a lot of money. Yeah, but the thing is, well, they still stayed up. I don't care. They should, in any normal season, they wouldn't stay up. They would not stay up. You want to, right, you want to talk about how lucky Villa have been without even talking about the ridiculous fact that Hawkeye wasn't turned on. <laughs> you want to, like, it look at... He was on. Came just a bit later. You want to talk, like, this, this is my problem with Villa, is they're the worst defensive team in the league uh, other than Norwich, based on goals scored. But when you actually look at the goals, what they they got xg for the goals against. They're they're like almost neck and neck with Norwich. They are neck and neck. Yeah, they're a terrible team defensively. Like they're one of those teams that you watch and you're like, you are you just you do the eye test. You don't even have to read about them and you know they're bad. <laughs> and, and this is the thing. This is the thing for me is that they're saved totally by having one good player. One good player played well this season and he played out of his skin. Everything else from the coaching to the recruitment to the the actual players on the pitch was absolutely fucking abysmal. And I can't give them a grade above a U. In fact, all right, if they want a grade above a U, they can have an E because Grealish was that good. But that team failed on every level. Yeah, they're in the league, but so what? They're going to get 10 points next year. They're shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I actually don't know how to grade them because I had them going down. So technically this has been a, this has exceeded my expectations. I have,
0: in my head, I think
2: they're terrible. I think they're terrible, but they stayed up. They finished 17th, Will. That's what (laughs) we
0: this is my thing.
2: It's probably like a C, isn't it?
0: No, this is my thing. What's your expectations for Villa? My expectations for Villa is that I thought they'd stay up. I thought they were going to be one of the teams that would stay because of some dross down at the bottom of the league. And I thought Villa would have spent a bit of money. They've got okay. a good centre-off, good keeper. They've got a good core. At least I'll look at them and I'll be like, you're a competent team. What I'm saying to you is every time I looked at Villa, they were not a competent team. They were bad. They were, we're really not. bad.
2: I think they're terrible. But they stayed in the league, which is pretty much where what I about where I thought they'd be. 16th or 17th, maybe. Maybe 18th. They might have got relegated. I'd say a C. That's what I'm. I'm saying a C.
1: Mike, Villa
0: paid you for promotion. What's going on I can't on believe. Here? Right. Well, I mean, I okay, might be so being what? harsh, but you are being so, so kind, kind to this Villa. No, no, I Did
2: really it... don't. I know they're terrible, but they finished seventeenth. They stayed up. That was what. They... That was their aim. That was their aim. So they get a C. Isn't that what we're doing here? That's what we've just done for the last two teams.
0: No, no, because with Arsenal... Arsenal, Arsenal have, Arsenal have Arsenal been failed awful. They failed at their point, but then we said, that at least we can see some progress. So that's sometimes what the season's about, at least you can see the progress.
2: With no, Vin- so they, got, they got a D because they're slightly below par where they finished, whereas Villa finished 17th, which is par, so they get a C.
1: But it's a below par season, Mike, surely.
2: Yeah, but look where they finished.
1: Can we... Can I? <laughs> oh, find
2: It's another D then. Well, I'm
1: gonna. At worst. I mean, at worst, I'm, I'm gonna give them an E. I'm beginning to think you didn't watch them.
0: I'm beginning to give think... them an E. Yes, they I watched watch... Man City trounce them in the ground. That wasn't even the worst one. It's when the, it's. I'm, we're talking about. We're talking about. Not a competent football team. We're talking about a football team that went out onto the pitch. And by some grace of God, managed to get enough points to stay in the league. And I have no idea how. They are so much worse than that Watford team. They're so much worse than that Bournemouth team. And somehow they're in the league. I don't understand it. They're bad. They're really bad.
1: Dave? Well, I agree the fact they stayed up is, um technically on par, maybe, for a target. However, having watched them play, if you're a Villa fan... Are you looking at Wait, next year with any optimism? If greenish on,
0: goes... How are we going to grade holy Burnley?
2: Shit. Burnley came 10th, but we've, we've watched them play. They're
0: rubbish to watch. No, no, yes, no, 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 But no. no they're organized. Organized. Newcastle no, 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 But they're the, we're going down? The, difference, the difference... We're not Villa doing... organised. Yeah, that's the difference.
1: Villa play with... Villa play like they've never played together. That's the On the first day of the season and the 38th day of the season. They... It's, it's like a team of 11 new signings, but Grealish is good, so they give him the ball and he actually does something with it. Oh, Garzy, I think more dribble comes out of his mouth than dribble is on the pitch. God, that guy, he's an absolute donkey. Oh, gosh, they should call him. You... Right, okay. <laughs> and, right, you just give
2: them whatever grade <laughs> No,
0: no, no. no. To the thing. You know, here's the thing. We're not arguing for. We're not arguing for how aesthetically pleasing their playing style is. The difference between Burnley and Villa is that they both play shit football, but one of them knows what they're doing. One of them knows what they. one didn't spend of them 150 million. Yes, one of them. One of them. When the ball's put put into midfield, they know exactly how they're going to defend. They know exactly how they're going to set up, and they do it well and they do it brilliantly, and they finish tenth. Burnley, That's yeah. the difference. Burnley finished
1: tenth as a team because everyone pulls their weight. Villa have stayed up by a minor miracle of Heaton having some outstanding games before he got injured, and Grealish just playing far and above what anyone could have hoped for.
0: Villa Villa came up. Spent a hundred million. Sheffield United came up, didn't spend hundred million, and look what a good coach team looks like.
2: I don't, I don't disagree with that, but they stayed up, and that's what—that's a good season in my
0: mind. No, 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 because oh, there's all the no. context with it. There's all the context with it. All the context staying up on a joint record money. low of
1: thirty-five points is a good season by no means. You've not even got a point per game. You can't call that a good season.
2: I saw plenty of Villa fans. Celebrating big time that
1: they'd yes, because they thought they were going down for 34
0: game weeks, Mike, Because they probably thought they probably thought Phil Daniels and stuff done magic rabbit up their ass because they can't believe they pulled that off to stay in the league. They cannot believe it. I'm giving them an E, a solid E from uh, me. You know what, Mike? You've talked me into it. I'll give him an E too. Right, that's two out of three. Give me an E. I
1: thought you if you said C that well,
0: I might have disconnected from this Skype call. Honestly, Villa Villa are one of the worst teams I've seen in this league. They are abysmal. I'd like to place on
2: record, but I feel that's a mistake, that grade.
0: Okay, place it on record. David, also note down that neither of me and you give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> God, I, I never thought I'd seen the day that me and, me and Dave agree on a podcast. Good Lord. Um, right, let's go to Brighton. Is there that much to
1: say? Other than I think they had a pretty got pretty good solid season really like, especially given they brought in a manager to basically overhaul their entire like style of play because the main reason they got rid of Luton was they didn't like his football Potters came in and played played some pretty nice football I would say um, looked a bit ropey at, at parts but they did pretty well after the restart and I'd be pretty optimistic as a Brighton fan back into next season.
0: Yeah, um, so looking at, I think looking at aims and expectations of the season, their aim was solely to stay in the stay in the league, be comfortably mid-table, but also to develop that new style of play. What We're we're talking about
2: aims again now. Here we go. This is what I've just been arguing about. No, 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 no. Yes, but because Brighton your,
0: played your, well. No, Right, your argument was solely based on league position. I'm telling you that the aims and expectations for a team are not solely based on league position. You expect Aston Villa to spend £100 million and not be a total fucking Sunday league team. It was like watching <laughs> the Scottish League, Roy of the Rovers versus Kilcarnock. I don't care. They were that bad. Kilcarnock. <laughs> I don't care. I didn't really care.
1: Yeah, Brighton's a B. Let's move on. Wait, Brighton's
0: yeah.
1: a B? I'm giving them a B also. That's the two out of three rule you just put through. Put it down. <laughs> that, that is true. Yeah, it's
0: down. <laughs> That is true, but why
1: a B? Uh, <laughs> they've changed their style. It's, it,
2: they've stayed in the league, which for Brighton is an achievement. It's a B.
0: Yeah, I just quickly want to actually be nicer <laughs> to Brighton. Just give me like a two seconds, because looking at the stuff, like,
2: well, that's fine, but if you give them an A, I'm, I might. Disagree. I'm not giving them an A. I'm not giving them an A.
0: There's only I think there's only three teams I'd give an A to this year. Um, but here's the thing about Brighton. Um, they're actually. You look at like. You look at like the tables for. I'm being a bit like you, Breast, The XG and the XA and your expected points. Their their expected points is like seven worse off than what it should be. Um, they should be finishing by that metric on like 48 points so they have actually been really good this year and i think when i know when chelsea played them at the Amex, start of new year i actually looked at them i thought they're really good and they're playing some nice expansive stuff so i didn't want to just quickly gloss over them because they are actually a really good team and they are um good to watch and uh we'll just see what they do next year um however i'll never understand the crystal palace rivalry Right, someone. No, neither. Someone can take the time to explain what the fuck that's about. I'd love to know. Look at that. One conversation about Villa and the explicit tags out the window.
2: It's alright, it's always <laughs> on. Don't worry about it.
0: Here we go. Let's talk about Burnley.
2: Brilliant.
0: How the hell are Burnley tenth? Because it's a genuine mystery where they pick. I
1: think when boys. they hit a button. I think when they hit a bad run of and Sean Dyche actually threatens their lives, and they turn it around every year.
0: Yeah, so um, Burnley and Bournemouth are kind of like um, they're two separate sides of the coin, but with a lot of similarities actually. So it's a bit of a weird one. So stick with me. That was a terrible analogy. Yeah, so <laughs> even both, I'm confused. Both got a good young English manager. Um, well, I don't know how young Dyche is. He looks like how he's Dyche. He looks like he. He looks like he's been not actually. He's forty nine. Yeah, I was going to say for a manager, not not hugely old. He looks like he's been down the mines for fifty years. There,
1: he sounds like he's been smoking for sixty years.
0: But that being said, you've got the him, you've got him and Howe, both good young English managers, both small clubs, both staying in the league against the run of play almost. However, the difference is Burnley haven't spent a ton of money, but they keep. They keep staying in the league. They keep improving every year, almost, it feels. I know they don't, but it feels like every year you know that Burnley are going to be a tough out. And every year you look up at the end of the season and you're like, Burnley are top half again. How have they done that? Um, they,
2: they just seem to accumulate points somehow. They're really hard to beat. That's, that's the first thing. It's hard to beat them. It's particularly at Turf Moor um they're obviously very well set up this year as well Dwight McNeil coming through there
0: mm, yeah he's a player he,
2: he's been very good I'm not sure he actually gets the um probably the credit he deserves in general maybe I'm just missing something but um I can't I can't believe they are top half again to be honest dice is a genius
0: i, d- I- so let's what are your expectations of Burnley every year though? Because I feel like it's a bit like it's a, a Bournemouth thing, whereas Burnley's sole thing is let's stay in the league. Like they don't have any they don't have any aims of let's play a more progressive style. They don't really have an aim of let's other than let's be comfortably mid table. And um, your expectation of them is now that they're a mid table side. But at the same time I feel like you look at the like the economies of this, the scale of that football club and to have that expectation in itself, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um So I think they're absolutely unbelievable season. We'll see what our expectations are for them next year for me and you, Bres, because I know Dave expects him to be down.
1: No, I don't. <laughs> well, 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 sorry. If not next year, the year after. Is it the year after? If, no, what I'm saying is Two if they lose Sean down, Dyche, if they lose Sean Dyche, which he doesn't sound happy from what he's been saying in the media, um, then yeah, I don't see them having much chance. But when there's teams like Villa in the league, uh, there's there's definitely time got a for chance them to
0: stay up. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I'll tell you what, Villa could do much worse than hiring Sean Dyche and just gutting the club from top top to bottom. Um, <laughs> this, honestly, <laughs> Villa have fucked me off so much, like. <laughs> They're just they're just so bad. Like you just I just want to watch I just want twenty competent football teams in the league. Is that so much to fucking ask for? And I don't want derby two point like this you wait till we get to Norwich. You just oh, wait till we mate, get it's to a Norwich. Mulling. it's a more <laughs> for me. Because like Villa were bad, but Norwich I don't even know if Norwich are I don't know. Right, anyway, Burnley, what grade... B you... for Burnley, B for short. What Yeah. A oh,
2: hey. I was I'm yeah, I'm on the fence here between an A or a B. I'm going to say B.
1: So why B? Because they exceeded expectations. However, it's what they've been doing for years. And if they'd they'd made Europa League or challenged it more, I'd say it would be an exceptional season. I'd just say it's a very good season.
0: I can't argue with that. that He's convinced me. I'm giving him a B. All right, I've
1: I've
2: changed my mind. I'm going for an A.
0: Yes! (laughs) Uh, I, mean,
2: I just wanted to see where they finished last season. They were 15th, so they've improved by five. Oh, right, I'm
0: changing it A then.
2: I think that's worth are. I don't know.
0: mind, I like Sean like, like Dyche. Give him an A. Who cares? <laughs> I'm glad I like it. It's taken how many teams to get to the who cares stage? That's um, five. Right, here we go. Chelsea. Uh, Off you go, Will. And I don't... You know, Should so, be an episode in itself. Do you know, know so of We talk about <laughs> we talk about Chelsea every week. And they lot, right? So they lost. I thought Chelsea were going to be eighth. I genu I keep saying this to people and nobody I genuinely thought at the start of the season Chelsea will finish eighth in the league because I looked at it. I'm like every single young, young player has played well elsewhere, but is totally unproven. Can't tell me Abraham scored goals in the Premier League. If, if they don't, where's the creativity coming from? Lampard's a rookie manager. I don't like our keeper. I don't like our midfield. We've lost our best player. We've got a transfer ban. It just all feels shit. And now we're sat here with Chelsea You've got the um, Champions League. They've developed, a, again, they've furthered that style of play in, into the more expansive one. Um, Rhys James, Mount Abraham... Um, Hudson Odoi, well, less Hudson Odoi, and um, Pulisic, like young players who actually look really good and look like they're going to be fixtures for years to come. Um,
2: Tell that to Ziyech, Havertz, and Werner.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing—they've got all those players coming in. And I'd like to put what's sort of flown under the radar is we talk about Chelsea losing one of the best players in their history last year, yeah. and Hazard. You're losing thirty league, thirty league goal involvements, like. You look at the stats for last year for what Eden Hazard did in this league and they were unbelievable. And the fact that they've been able to replace him in almost scoring as many goals is absolutely ridiculous. Um, And also, N'Golo Kante hasn't been fit all season. He hasn't been fit all season. And I know they've lost 12 times. I know that their keeper's got noodles for wrists. I know they haven't got (laughs) confidence back. I know Andreas Christensen doesn't know how to head a ball away. I know they've got all these problems at the back. But despite that, I think you'd have to say that not only have they achieved their aim of challenging for the Champions League, they've got it and they've done so in a way that sort of defied the odds. I think they have to be a B. I think you could, I couldn't get, I could not give them an A with how many question marks there are over them at the back. But again, as always, I'm incredibly biased. So you tell me what you two think. No,
1: I, I agree with that. Well, I also thought that to be honest, even making the Europa League would be pretty solid for Frank. Um, sorry, Sir Frank. Um, Sir
0: Frank, there we are.
1: Yeah, they. I mean, it was quite exciting to watch Chelsea, really, to see players like Mount, Tamori, Reese James, oh, Abraham them. try and adapt. And I think Lampard did a good job of getting them all into the team, really, especially at parts of this, well... Maybe James not so much. Um, but that was he was injured, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, at the start. And then he yeah, went-
1: that's what that's what I mean. So he didn't obviously have as much as an impact on the season like Mount and Abraham, but he got he got I feel like Lampard got as good as he could have got out of that team this year. Um, mm. and to make Champions League is, is solid. And again, like with Dyche, even though we did move the grade up anyway. I just think it's a very good season, not an exceptional season. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the fact that they had it they had qualification in their hands and there were just too many worrying results during the season, like losing to Sheffield United 3 0 away from home, for example, losing to West Ham at home and away. Things like that. Just little things where you look at the mentality in those games, you think you really do question these players as the managers I've questioned some of these players for a while, and there's way too many of them to be anywhere near an A for me. Um, Brez,
2: yeah, I've got a B as well. Um, pretty un Chelsea like to bring through some of the youngsters, which was good to see from Frank. Yeah. Obviously, to making the Champions League transfer bound, rookie manager, and losing Hazard, it's all been mentioned. Pretty good
1: season for Chelsea,
0: yeah. Things do are you want to just quickly say that, um, yeah. Um, I can't slate Villa for not knowing how to set up uh, from corners and then let Chelsea get away with it. If they don't sort out, I know there's a problem in the team for a lack of height, but if they don't really, their coach, of Frank, coach your fucking defence, son. I, I don't, I can't, I can't have another season of watching Zuma be the only competent player in at the back. Zuma and Aspilicueta be the only competent players at the back. It Can't happen again. And for goodness' sake, fire Kepa out of a cannon.
2: <laughs> Sounds like he's gonna be on his bike.
0: Yeah, he can fuck off. Sorry, I, 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 I just don't like it. Um right, so that's a B. There we go. Crystal Boy Palace. of the Rovers. Boy of the Rovers. Let me tell you now, Crystal Palace, the most uninteresting team in the league. Take yeah. it away, Dave.
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a C. They've they stayed up. And I have I have question marks as a Crystal Palace fan. Only scoring 31 goals. I've never scored more than two in a game. Are you a Palace fan? I'm saying if I was a Palace fan, as I said earlier about if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be optimistic for next year.
0: (laughs) Dave's a Palace fan.
1: I'm not a Palace fan. I like Roy Hodgson. I like some of their players. However, my, my big question mark with this team is if the bottom of the half hadn't been full of absolute fucking idiots would this team have stayed up and i'm not sure i'm really not sure so i could only give them a c and they fell off so hard at the end of the season where it looked like if you could they could play 30 games in a row and i don't think they'd win one it looked like at some points so i'm not giving them a b even though 14th on paper is not an awful finish
0: yeah same for me i think next time we do this we start we go league position down because me and Dave are now in such a foul mood after discussing Villa.
1: <laughs> wait till we get to Norwich. It's <laughs> gonna be a massacre.
0: Yeah, wait till we get to Norwich. You should have done it backwards. Yeah, well me and absolutely Me and Dave massacre. are probably gonna argue about Norwich. Um about what? Who's just save it, save it, save it, save, save it. it. Um here's the thing about Palace. Um yeah, I totally agree. See, they're the most boring team in the league. They've got serious questions over their goal I don't know. They're getting older. Um, anybody, yeah, old team. Like, they're getting old. They're, but the one thing about them is their star player didn't play well all year. He was triple marked out of every game. He didn't play well. Um, and they still were comfortably in the league. But I can't give many any more to a C. Brez?
2: Yeah, see for me as well. I was going to bring up that Zaha didn't have a very good season at all. And they still, still finished 14th. They probably would have finished high if they'd had something to play for after lockdown. They just their feet up, pretty much from the get go. As soon as they came back,
0: yeah, I think, um, I think one of the one of the biggest messages I think I've seen from this season is, if a player wants to go, let him go, because Zaha yeah. wanted to go and his head was turned. You take the two Bournemouth lads, Josh King wanted to go, Ryan Fraser wanted to go, and their performances just fell off a cliff. Even in Tottenham, Christian Eriksen before the move to Inter, performances fell off a cliff. If they want to go, get them out there, get the money you can for them because Zahab was priced out of a move to Everton last year and at eighty million. And I understand Paris wanted to get their fee, but there's no point having someone who's. I think I'm not going to say he didn't put the effort in, but because he because he definitely did. But that level of uncertainty has to weigh on your mind. It has to affect you. And I think that they're pretty much better off letting him letting players who are disinterested in your club go. I think quite frankly.
2: He probably won't be too annoyed that he didn't go to Everton, given where they finished this year.
0: No. Just just quickly on that, if anyone's holding out for a, a big move, like you, Hoiberg, and they're after a move to a big club, and they go to Everton, you're a fucking joke. Like, <laughs> Everton, Everton, Everton are like, <laughs> let me explain it to you, like, Everton are a facade of a big club. They're, not, they're like a big historical club, but they're not going to, they're not going to worry the Champions League, are they? God. Oh, look who's next, it's Everton. Um, Brilliant! <laughs> Carlo Ancelotti's Everton. Um, they were another team, I believe, were you when we did this last? Um am just trying to find out where they finished exactly. Twelfth with 49 points. They were dreadful. <laughs> I I'll leave
2: you two boys because you're in such a bad mood. You take it away,
0: Dave. You go first because I love Everton being bad.
1: I God, oh the season. Marco Silva, oh, he couldn't get anything out of them. Duncan Ferguson looked to be getting something out of them, but whether that's just his temper, he he bloody knows. Ancelotti looked to be turning them round. <laughs> but at the end of the season, the, after the restart, the players just didn't look bothered. And if someone like Ancelotti can't get through to them, what hope is there? Tom Davis at this point are oh, just just get him out he's just <laughs> people give him a bypass because he's a scout lad and he's a local lad what does he do in that midfielder than strut about checking his hair it seems what does he do do you want to know how bad Everton were this yeah. year ok here we go top scorers Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison got 13 do you know do you know who scored the next amount of goals
0: was it Luca yeah
1: no, but he wasn't massively far away. Christ, I've lost the stats.
0: <laughs> is it Michael
1: Keane? Oh, no, it's going wrong. Uh, it was actually Bernard with three goals. Three. three goals. No one in all competitions, Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin, got 15. No one else got above three. Three goals. Okay. Sigurdsson and Bernard.
0: Okay.
1: okay. Oh. Right, oh,
0: what went wrong? Right, so... Cast your minds back. Um, There were two teams before this season where people kept telling me they'd recruited really well and they were going to make a push for the Champions League. Um, And they were Everton and they were Leicester. Leicester made a push. Um, Everton were abject all year. They've got real problems at the back. They've got real problems. In Goal like Pickford has fallen off a cliff, he is terrible now. Um, men- arms, mate. Yeah. he
1: can
2: make some outrageous saves, but he just follows it up with an absolute shocker. Usually,
0: yeah, their mentality was shocking all year. Um, I guess the question I've got for you, Grace, <laughs> is like the, other than Calvert Lewin, have you got a single positive for this Everton season?
2: Well, um. Yeah, Calvert-Lewin's the obvious one. I guess... Richarlison. So, yeah, Richarlison has scored a lot more than I thought he had, which is a shame. Um, Dignia would probably be my other positive. I think he's a good player. Other than that, you're struggling, really. The midfield, I think, is just horrible.
1: It's uh, an atrocious midfield.
2: Yeah, I don't like Pickford at all. And, yeah, as Dave said, Ancelotti can't even get anything out of them. Um,
0: Ancelotti came in and they didn't look better. This isn't a a Mourinho in at Tottenham and they climb, what, 10 places or whatever. This is a... Ancelotti came in and they were bad. And he's... Ended season, they're bad.
2: I haven't seen much change, yeah. (laughs) I'd be worried if I was an Everton fan. I don't really know where they go from here.
0: Yeah. Um, In terms of your expectations for them, did you think Europe...
1: I thought they'd at least challenge the top six, if not be the one of the teams really fighting for sixth place.
2: Yeah, I think they could they should really have been somewhere in and in and around Great
0: Podcast.
2: Yeah. They should have been at least fighting for Europa at worst. Where they usually are. Seventh, eighth-ish, probably. Six, seven, eight-ish.
0: Um
2: they finished 12th with a, just a terrible points all of 49. I mean that is. We just spoke about about Burnley. There are five points behind Burnley.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm,
2: this is this is where we are at Everton right now. I'm going
1: to give them an
0: F, Mike, because I'm I'm getting angry even thinking about how bad they've been this season. I don't. I. Genuinely, we gave them a U at the halfway point and I think they can have a U right now because they... Oh, well, I'm on board with <laughs> got absol- They've got absolutely no improvement. Like, they have no improvement. Their only bright spot is that Calvert-Lewin's actually turned out to be a decent player. Like, everyone knew Richardson had promised. Like, everyone knew it. But it's not like they've spent the season developing youngsters or developing a style. All they've discovered is that the youngsters that they thought were good are not good. Like, I, I can't... They, I just... I can't for the life of me give Everton a, anything. 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 Their only positive is they didn't
1: get relegated. You really might have to hold me back when we discuss Norwich. I'm raging <laughs> just thinking about it. Okay. Settle. Yeah,
2: okay. I, I, I was going to go with an F as well. But it's It's been a dreadful, dreadful season for them. Mm. Uh, and I can't... To be honest, I know they've got Ancelotti, which should be a positive, but nothing, as we've said, nothing has changed. And I don't know where they go from here. They keep spending big money on Iwobi and Walcott and Schneiderlin and all these clowns keep coming in the door.
0: They're they're just terrible. Their recruitment has been really poor. In fact...
2: They do what you were just talking about, where they just buy people from big clubs because they think they're going to be good. Yes. Mina, Andre Gomez. Moise,
0: Andre Gomez, Moise Keane. Like, Moise Keane, to be fair, looked a bit promising last year, but he'd played like 13 games. You spent 30 million on him and you expect him to repla- to be your long-awaited replacement for Lukaku. Like Awobi uh, from Arsenal. Could... All right. The Awobi signing is, is the worst signing worst of the season. Bar in Dombale. Is the worst signing of the no. season because at least he y- played. Yeah, who did not yeah, so
2: sign? It's up. an F for me. We'll see <laughs> where. The, I, I mean, we're going to do a prediction podcast and something else that, that's in the works. Um, I don't know where Everton I've uh, no idea where Everton going to
0: go. It will not be quick thing about Everton. Last year they had five more points and they finished eighth.
2: So, so they finished with the same amount of points that Burnley had this season
0: yeah and they're right okay don't defend them well really yep just looked it up
2: no maybe it's not as bad as you think it is
0: it's bad mate (laughs) it is bad because it is bad because they bought to close that gap compare the money they spent with the money that why do we
2: keep expecting
0: everton to be better this is my thing every year Every, everyone's like, oh, wait, Hoiberg's like, oh, I'm going to move to a big club like Everton. Might win some trophies. Do you know who Everton are? <laughs> <laughs> like, Everton, my entire life, over the one FA Cup final, have been shit. And as far as I'm concerned, Everton will always be shit. They'll always be the small version of Liverpool. They'll just be in their shadow for the rest of their life. And as far as I'm concerned, they should just move. it <laughs> Just be Worcestershire Town, Everton or whatever. I don't care. Worcestershire Town, Everton. <laughs> I don't know. They, they're they useless. They're a total waste of time. Like, it. Are we giving me an F? No, we're going with a U. Yeah. Get it on there. Yeah, you Go with a U. Wow. Okay. Mike, my, my question for you is you gave me U at the middle of the season. What have they done to improve on that?
2: It's a great question, really well now, really? now i found out that they only got five more points last year
0: but, <laughs> but you don't have an answer to why they're better
2: Well, they're only five points worse off than they were last year but
0: so they're
1: basing but it on this season alone and they were <laughs> shit this season i'm just winding will up i hate him to... winding
0: me up now now it's <laughs> it's a, t- a team i actually really like um leicester city well that's
2: because that was a bad spell. Oh,
0: this is gonna be bad as well. Um you wanna I think Leicester were fifth with sixty-two points. Um uh Mike has written down on our document here, ladies and gentlemen. Still a great season, despite the bitter taste of finishing outside the Champions League places on the final day. Dave, I hope you will call call it is what it is. It's possibly one of the biggest bottle jobs, I know. Yes. There's two teams to grade here. There's the Leicester pre Christmas and then there's the Leicester after Christmas, in which I think they got what? Felt like nine from points from twenty-seven, something like that. I don't know. I'll need to look it up. But Dave rants about Everton while I look, not Everton Leicester while I look it up. Oh, I just I really like. Did you say Everton to put me? Yep. Did you say <laughs>
1: <laughs> the flashbacks are coming back? Go no, on. with with Leicester first half of the season. I like Leicester anyway. I was well. I just couldn't believe the job Brendan Rodgers was doing. Really, especially when they were ahead of a pretty unbelievable Man City team, and they were far far and away better than even fourth or fifth place. At that point of the season, I didn't see them not finishing top three. Not only have they not finished top three, but they've not even made the Champions League. Did they send out, for the last 10 games of the season, did they find some... Lookalikes and put them out every week. I don't know what went wrong. So I think I can um, tell you. I, oh, on. here it comes. XG with Vardy. XG. Um, that is you know, that is saying, the reason. One of the reasons.
2: Well, that is part of it. But Madison's not been playing. He's been injured. Soyuncu's been out. So they've been playing Wes Morgan at centre back.
0: Well, when Soyuncu's played, he's been bad. That yeah, he's of the team, been
1: really bad.
0: Like it was a, Pereira it, has also not been playing. We're, jo- we're joking apart. We we sat down and we talked about Leicester um, a couple of weeks ago. And if you want to hear our more in-depth thoughts on their collapse, totally, before we knew that they were losing Champions League, go and listen to that. But I think it's quite key is that there are two different teams. Before Christmas, you've got Vardy finishing everything. You had, um, you had, they were really rock solid at the back. And there's no coincidence that Soyuncu's forms tailed off at the same time. You've lost Madison. Playing as well, you expected Iosie Perez to perform better than he did, and he just yeah. frankly didn't. And it was a weird signing, but I think the, one of the biggest problems is, and this is you know, for as good a job Brendan Rodgers did in the first half of the season, he didn't do a good job in the second half of the season. He started chopping and changing. He went from two at the he went from four at the back to three at the back, and he started playing. He started just overthinking things, and as the form got worse, they just never snapped out of it like a good team would do. Um, I think for Leicester, and I don't know about to two of you, I think if you're Leicester, you're buying the players you've bought, um, you've bought Sensibly, you've bought Tielemans, you've got a good squad, you're looking at all these other clubs in the transition season, you're thinking this is my year to get fourth or fifth. And I think talking about your expectations at the start of the season, that's the bare minimum, is to make some form of Europe. So they made some form of Europe, but you look at, where they were, like they were at one point nine points clear of United, and nine fourteen. Point, I
1: think they were fourteen in nine,
0: fourteen points. Nine from Chelsea, fourteen from United. To let that lead slip is is outrageous.
2: Yeah, I mean that that must hurt. Um, I still think it's a pretty good season for them. I I still think they've had a pretty good year. It's obviously going to. It's a bit of a stinker. what's ended up happening um, with them coming fifth, but they're still, Europa League, they've still come above Arsenal, Spurs. I will say Everton again, but not that they really count.
0: Um, Interestingly it, enough, they did it finish the it,
2: it was a great, great chance to get into the Champions League, which they blew. But they probably just came back to where they should have been, really. They were way outperforming everything till Christmas and the second half they've been pretty awful but you've got to remember it is quite a young team they've got up there
0: Um. yeah so, now
2: so w- when you're on the slide yeah. younger players are gonna find it a bit harder to, I know they've got Johnny Evans and they've got Kasper Schmeichel in goal but a lot of that team is is quite young and, it was gonna be hard for them to turn it around Admittedly, I do agree that Rodgers should have done a better job the second half of the year.
0: And I know what you're saying about them being young, but I would then point out the two teams that they were in the race with: Chelsea and Man United, both younger. It was not. Yeah. It was a weird year. They were. They were both younger teams. They both. You can say that they'd been there before, but it's not like either of them have got. Either of those two teams have got cracking leaders, for example. I just I can't look past this being. a it' been a really bad coaching job. The second half of the season, coupled with the players' loss of form, obviously. I don't want to put it all on the coach.
2: True. I mean, the depth for United and Chelsea is better than.
0: Ole yes. Leicester. True. True. True.
2: So you can change it a little more when people aren't playing very well. Instead That's of having to bring Wes, Wes Morgan in for Su chu But yeah, it is a shame. Not not even though mine and your team's benefited out of their collapse. Yeah. It is a shame that they've. They've been so poor for such a, a while for that second half of the year.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, I do
2: like Leicester. I like what they've got going on there.
0: Yeah, me too. I think they're going to. I think they're a really good team. Um, in terms of a grade, what you're giving them, it's, they're a really difficult one to grade.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think this is a tough one again. Um, I'm inclined, because, inclined
1: to. But, sorry, go on, mate. It's all right. You go. I was just going to say, I'm inclined to. To give them a B just for the fact that it's stunned Stun uh, Wow, combining still and done there in this week's episode views. Um <laughs> <laughs> They
0: stunned oh <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's fantastic. Oh that, here yeah. gonna Dave, going. I'm
0: gonna go Dave's giving them a B. Mike, what would you give no, them? they've yeah. still
1: done well. They've still done well. I had to get it out eventually. Um, but they did collapse and spent 34 game weeks in the top four and somehow didn't
0: finish there. So... Bryce?
2: I, I, I'd i like to say it's a B, but it probably isn't because...
0: I think that's way too high.
2: Yeah, because they should probably... Given the, the struggles of the other teams, they probably should have been in there. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to say a C because this is about where I thought they would finish.
0: So I was going to... I feel like if they'd been challenging all season and they the three teams have been like chopping and changing, I feel like I would have given them a C because I, I feel like fourth, fifth is the absolute what they should have been getting this season. And to be honest, they probably should have been getting fourth um, because you you think of how bad United and Chelsea were at points of the season. They should have been getting fourth. So my expectation at the start of the season is fourth, fifth. I think they have to be a D for me. Because that second half of the season collapse is so is so bad and is so it's, it's such a shame and it's such a failure on all levels of the club. And, and I didn't particularly like their some of their recruitment. I just feel that they're not, in the end, although they got what I expect them to get, the way they went about it eventually fell below par. And um, I think it's a massive missed opportunity for them. Massive.
2: So we're meeting in the middle at the sea then.
0: Going to have to meet in the middle. Yeah, of
1: the sea. sea, sea is fine.
2: That's an interesting one. I'd like to hear what people think about Leicester, and to be fair, the Villa one as well. Whether they're with you or me on that one.
0: That is um, that is true. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at inandaroundpod dot com, or you can get in touch with us on all social medias at In and If you do think Villa are better than you, just fuck off. I don't want to hear from you.
2: Well, it's alright because I'm in control of the coaches,
0: so. Mike is control, he is. And apologies <laughs> to again. um again. Liverpool, it's a you, right? Yeah. It's that's
2: a shame fair. for everyone. Yeah, way, shame no
0: for everyone. So Liverpool first with 99 points, didn't reach the Centurions. Um, Thank God. Didn't, weren't invincible. Um, Thank God. <laughs> however, with all that being said, um, title race was over by December um, an absolutely incredible team in all honesty um, Mike I'm sorry to do this to you but you want to talk quickly about Liverpool oh do I I said do you
2: <laughs> no not really but it's a, it's definitely an A um, they have been far and away the best team this year it's, to be honest I'm going to hate saying this even more but it's a shame that this team didn't get to the 100 points because they, they did deserve it over the course of the year.
1: Um, <laughs> get a grip over there.
2: <laughs> they did. right. Okay. I'm pleased they didn't, but it is a shame for them. Yeah. Um,
0: it's a shame Norwich didn't get points, it. but they didn't give themselves a chance. <laughs> Save it over there, please.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, they've just been comfortably the best team yeah. all over the pitch. It's not even like they've relied on one individual to fire them to a title. Every, everyone to a man has been just fantastic yeah. all over the pitch.
0: They're an absolute, um, they're a well oiled machine, perfect in every aspect. They've been really good. They've been brilliant. They've actually been brilliant to watch. Um, as much as I've absolutely sickened by it. Um, I think they're, they're brilliant. There's, there's, the problem with this one is there's absolutely nothing to say with Liverpool that you haven't already heard. They're fantastic. Um, And they're thoroughly deserving of the title. So, A, and if we were doing it, A plus.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed. There's nothing, nothing more for me to say on that one. Nothing more for you to say. No, you've covered everything there was to cover about how fantastic they were.
2: I hope they're not as good next year.
0: That is the one. That is the thing. Actually, just quickly, um, we expected Liverpool to do this, though. We expected them to win the we expected them to win the title or challenge, but it's the reason they're an A and not just a B, is the fact is the way they did it. They were absolutely yeah. all conquering and unbelievable. blew everyone away. Unbelievable. Oh hello, Dave's viewers. Um, this is another one of those really long episodes that we got halfway through and realised that we should probably split it in two. Um, so, yeah, next week we'll be doing all of the. The team's left like Man City. Dave will finally get to have his say about Norwich. We're, what are we giving Watford for Manager Watford? You just wait and see. Um but until then you can follow us on the socials at In and Around Pod on everything. Um and if you've got any questions for the podcast, please email us at inandaroundpod at gmail.com um, and if you want to follow Dave, you can do so by going to Dave Harris underscore forty four. And if you want to follow Mike for um, takes about Samba Superstar up in the Northeast, you can do so by following him at MikeyBreslin. Breslin. And I've I am of course at Wilhunt seventeen. Thank you for listening, and until next time. Um, yeah, Philip, really bad, really bad, really bad. I still can't get over it. I can't believe Mike wanted to give him a C. Now it's just me and you, viewers. Quite frankly. That's a horrible take, and if you take anything away from this podcast, it's that Mike Bres is not to be trusted on football at all. In fact, I don't think we should trust him on anything. But I'm just waffling now, so until next time, goodbye.